Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashef and Tasty McDowell. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. <laughs> what? I don't what? know. You're reading there. And you're, <laughs> oh, so yeah. I, so that was kind of mechanical, I thought. Yeah, I read. How about one more time with gusto? <laughs> I read the whole show. Dude. Oh, I see. <laughs> you got a script over there. It's all, uh, it's all, it's all uh, pre-programmed. Based on, uh, yeah, it's all based on uh, pre-written uh Editorial, so I don't get out of control, and you know. Oh yeah, like usual, yes. Cause right. cause trouble. That's right. And cause cause people not to be able to listen to the show with their kids in the car and things like that. You're in the same house, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the same state. Probably, you know, this show is probably illegal in in some of the states. Oh, yeah. of the uh, yeah. our great nation right. here. Right. <laughs> You're probably probably not quite allowed. They just don't know about us. <laughs> That's right. Well, and and you know sometimes and now now here's 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 the thing. Yeah, we get a lot of uh, email from people asking questions, you know, looking for us to uh, uh, clone some beers. And that's great. You know, we really love that. All the clone suggestions, you send them to Can You Brew It at, at thebrewingnetwork.com. And, uh, you know, we'll add them to our list of, uh, our growing list of, of beers to clone, and, and we'll we'll eventually get to them. Unless we die first, but then, you know. That's that's the way it goes. But should happen. And you know, and people ask questions about uh, you know the shows we do. Uh, you know, question yeah. about brewing. That's great. You know, absolutely uh, wonderful. Uh, like to help out. Don't want to teach somebody to brew. You know, from square one. You know, go out and do some research on your own. And and along those lines, like if if you're asking a question that is covered in the show, right? If you are asking, hey, you know. How many pounds of uh, you know uh, base malt was it in uh, uh, you know uh, the obsidian stout? It's like, well, listen to the show. <laughs> There's your information, right? Yeah. <laughs> don't be asking me to we tell you. We don't have a transcript. Yeah, or yeah. A it's like you know that it was like three, four months ago. I, I, I'm sorry, but. You know, I I just don't have that. You know, if if I spend a lot of time doing that sort of thing, I got less time to get stuff ready for the show and and all that stuff. So uh, I apologize if I'm a little short with some people when when I feel they can get the answer out of the and show. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, hey, you know, go go listen to the show. Well, you know, why, why are we recording it? Why are we making it available? Yeah. Eh? Eh? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'm being unreasonable, but. <laughs> I I'm I'm sure some people feel I am. This went your attention, I think. Right, but you know, <laughs> they don't even have a real question. They no, just want just your attention. Want to hear your right. your words? Yeah, that's why I get those emails that just say, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> I'm like, uh, 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 hi, <laughs> yeah, hi, hi there. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I actually don't even respond to the uh, Can You Brew It requests, you know. You just you send me a request. I, I get it. No, I, we appreciate I, them and all that. I store them away, but right. I can't respond to every single one of them and say, oh, those are Good great idea. beers because... It's just it, dude rules apply to oh. emails as well, right? Yeah. Guys don't just call guys to talk. Like I don't, you don't do it. You don't go, <laughs> oh hey Jamil, how are you? How are you, buddy? You don't right. do that. Right. You call to you know something's happening. It's an in- guys don't do that. You may end up thing. doing that. But so emails should be the same way. You know, it, you can go ahead and send a request. You can you can ask a question, but you shouldn't expect a whole bunch of conversation. What is this cosmopolitan? Exactly. Yeah. So my my responses tend to be pretty short too. And it's not not because I don't like to, but it's just um, you know lack of time, yeah, too, way too, way too much stuff to do, and uh, just trying to get those things knocked out, and uh, you know that's kind of the way it goes. That's our busy lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, we were talking about uh, uh, saw a movie uh, Sex Ed or no, no Sex Drive? Movies? Wow. No Sex Drive. That was, oh. that was it. Sex Drive. Sex, sex, sex drive, and, and where's this it, going? No. The kid, the kid's he's he's high trying sc- to hook up with some some woman on the internet. It's a high school movie, and and her name oh. yeah, it's high, like a high school movie, oh, and her and her name is Ms. Tasty. Ms. Tasty, hmm. yeah, yeah, really totally ruined. Did it she have a theme me. song? <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> I mean, she was hot, but then you know, I couldn't really. Yeah, I couldn't like rub one idea. out to it because it was like Miss Tasty. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like oh, it's like, we soon just start going oh Tasty, yeah, oh Tasty. Yeah, yeah right. You thought, yeah, oh my god. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah so, no, uh, it was a decent movie, but uh, that, that kind of messed it up. That messed it up. Yeah, yeah they could have done anything else. They could have yeah. called her Miss Pig Troth, and it would have been better. Yeah, or you know, anything tastiness or something. <laughs> That's right. Just not tasty. Yeah, exactly. Well, and uh, speaking of Tasty, all those good uh, products they have out at Northern Brewer, from our good buddies out there that sponsor the show, keep the show going, keep us uh, keep us all in uh, ramen and uh, whatever else we need, and uh, good place if, if you enjoy the show, uh, let Northern Brewer know that, that you like it and uh, you appreciate their, their support as well. Uh, send them an email, go buy something from their, their site, uh, www.northernbrewer.com. Yeah, I guess uh, enough chit chat onto the uh, onto the show, Justin. Uh, what is our challenge for today? All right, like we like to have, we had a caller call in to do this request. So here's your challenge, fellas. Hey, Tasty Jamil, this is Sean Farrell from Albany, New York. Uh, one of my favorite seasonal uh, beers is Roxy Rolls from Magic Cat. It's an uh, easy drinking beer, amber ale that I would like to enjoy more than once a year. So I need a recipe. Uh, so here's your challenge, guys. Roxy Rolls, can you brew it? All right, Roxy Rolls, another Magic Hat uh, beer. We did uh, Tasty. You did uh, the number nine. Number nine, yes, and I, right. I thought you weren't going to clone that one. I, you know, when we did some early tasting, I was like, ah, no, this, this, you know, it's not, not getting there. And then we did here in the studio two days before, and the two days made a difference. The beer yeah. really settled down quite a bit. Yeah, it was sort of like uh, night and day. a little bottle shock. I thought too when we tasted it that time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, here in the studio, I thought. That like, you know your clone was the real one, and yeah, the real right. one you, was yeah. your clone. I, I remember was totally that. Backwards. You had him backwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I was surprised. Yeah. I think uh, that was uh, that was a good beer too. And I think uh, you know Magic Hat makes a lot of great beers. And from all the requests we've gotten for Magic Hat beers, um, it's been uh, yeah. 
been quite the quite the pleasure. Yeah, big fan base, evidently. Hey, yeah. Tasty, mm-hmm. you just mentioned bottle shock, mm-hmm. which I've heard uh, brewers say before too. Yeah. And I think that's curious about, especially because it tasted different after a few days. What is bottle shock exactly, guys? <laughs> I what, don't know. What happens? Does anybody know? Any, what well, all I know is that the general rule is anytime you, uh, the beer changes its container, yeah, mm-hmm. it'll change its flavor. You can you can be uh, counter pressure filling bottles right from the keg, and you can run some beer into the glass, run some beer into the bottle, and then pour it into the glass. Mm-hmm. And they're two different things. Wow. I mean, it just it just tastes different. It's not you know a change in CO two levels. It's I don't know. There, there's just something there. You know, you fill a bottle, cap it, open it, pour it. You know, it's a different beer. Mm-hmm. And it it kind of seems to recover after time. I don't know what's going on scientifically, but uh, there's okay. something there. At, but it, it generally goes away. It generally evens out yeah. and turns back into yeah. the beer. Yeah, yeah. Later was. on, you could try and it would be the, back to the same. Okay. Or much closer. Closer. And, you know, and, you know, there's always a difference. It's going to age differently back in the keg versus the bottle. Yeah, something into. off the keg, something off the bottle. And... Uh, yeah, I think that makes a makes a big difference. Well, uh, in order to uh, <clears throat> meet this challenge, uh, we uh, spoke with uh, Matt out at uh, Magic Hat out in uh, Burlington, Vermont, and uh, he was quite helpful. And let's do this. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, uh, we'll hear from Matt. Back after this. Hi. I have a sixer of Lagunitas in the icebox. My roommate's gone for the weekend, and I'm wearing something flimsy. Listen, baby. I told you not to call me after 8. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I gotta go. Who is that? Your girlfriend? You loser. Set up, Doug. Did you guys get the cauldron set up on the altar of my yard? Sir, if you weren't so busy getting booty calls, you know that. The hurricane furnace is using propane while you guys talk. All right, I'm using the scroll of Mosher to boil the first decoction. Nope, it's scorched. What do you do? Frack, scoop it out and try again. Doug, use your math rake. You took too long. The color is now dark and past the point where you can still call it a pilsner. Yes, sir. Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this, Poindexter Urkel? Dude, can't you see we're in the middle of a brew session? Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. <gasps> Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you belch White Labs 833 and crap Simcoe? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping. Only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Cylon Detecting 3 Hard ale and the collector's item super alt mine's in mint condition because it's still in the box make 10th level at northernbrewer.com downtown joe's located in the historic oberon building in beautiful downtown napa california offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8 30 a.m to 1 a.m every day for 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. 
Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Organic ingredients. Fresh, clean, good for you, good for the planet. And Seven Bridges has the best selection in the world. Everything is a click away at breworganic.com. Join the mailing list for special deals and regular updates about new products and specials. They have been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for almost 12 years. They can help you brew great organic beer. Take the National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Enter the competition by October 10th for your chance to win great prizes, including a hands-on brewing experience at an organic brewery, brewing equipment, or organic brewing ingredients. Complete details about the competition are online at breworganic.com slash competition. Seven Bridges is cooperatively owned in awesome Santa Cruz, California. Everyone there is dedicated to worker and people-friendly business practices and environmentally friendly, worker-friendly brewing products whenever possible. Visit today, breworganic.com. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewer Network. I'm speaking with Matt Cohen, who is the dude of dichotomy and devilry at uh, Magic Hat Brewing Company, or also known as the head brewer. Is that, is that correct, Matt? That is correct, yes. It's an interesting title, and it's an interesting... Uh, brewery, uh, one of the one of the more interesting that I've seen, especially if you if you check out the what you guys say about your beers and just the whole personality of the company is very interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, the company and wh- when it was founded and and kind of a little bit of the background? Absolutely, uh, Magic Hat was founded in 1994 by Alan Newman and Bob Johnson. Alan Newman was a Entrepreneur, looking always looking for the a next business to get involved with, and Bob Johnson was a home brewer. And Bob and Alan got together and decided to start a brewery here in Burlington, Vermont. So they started a small little brewery. It was a 15-barrel system, and it was um, in Burlington, about a mile down the road from where we currently are in South Burlington. And that was a draft-only facility, and that's where we came up with some of the uh, great recipes that people know and love today beers like Number 9 and uh, Hocus Pocus and Humble Patience. After uh, a few years of, of uh, brewing um, draft beer at that facility, we decided that we wanted to bring everything in-house, so we moved down the road a little ways to South Burlington, and we built our brewery that we are currently occupying and that we added a major expansion to this year. And last year we did 130,000 barrels of beer. Wow. And uh, we're growing about 25 to 30% every year. So it's it's been an exciting ride, and uh, it's really an excellent place to work. Well, and 130,000 barrels of beer, you know, that's that's a pretty sizable uh, uh, brewery, and uh, not not a lot of breweries up around that size, and uh, you're growing so well. I think it it has to do with, uh, you know, quality beer, obviously, and... And uh, you know you, got, you guys got a, an interesting uh, product as well. One of the products that uh, 
our our listeners are, are real curious about. We've got requests on is uh, Roxy Rolls. Now this is uh, a, a winter specialty, right? It yeah, it was our winter specialty for the last two seasons. Um, this year it's going to be it's still going to be part of our seasonal lineup, but it will be out in the fall. Okay. And um, I'll talk a little bit about our brewing philosophy here in, at Magic Hat. Um, we really try to brew interesting and unique beers, and we don't typically follow styles. And I know a lot of home brewers out there are really into styles, and and uh, we 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 understand styles and and we. We know them and we do appreciate them. But for us, our philosophy has always been to create interesting, unique beers using raw materials that aren't typically associated with the making of beer. So, um, for instance, we've done everything from a garlic beer all the way to our new summer seasonal, which is a beet beer. So we're always looking to innovate and evolve and and keep uh, the consumer guessing and at the same time create beers that are really enjoyable and uh, that are definitely different. Very cool. So it, did you say beet beer, like in like beet a beer, rare yes, sugar like, beet? Type of? That's correct, yeah. It's, it's, that's awesome. You guys Does the beer take on a... Try it yet. a it's called Wacko. <laughs> Does it take on and a red hue? It has a beautiful red hue, yeah. Oh, that's that sounds fantastic. I love it. Well, and I, yeah. I think the whole thing about styles is... Uh, like a great chef, you have to understand the styles, and then you can, you know, go out and forge new territory and do unusual things. Once you once you know what you're doing, once you understand the the basics of the the palate, that frees you up to be you know a true artist and and quite creative. So that's uh, that's a great thing, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And and for for us, it's um, we get to do this. Uh, at least six times a year, we have a program called Odd Notion. And this Odd Notion is uh, six beers throughout the course of the year. Four of the beers are found in our 12-pack, um, and that beer changes every season. And then there's another two beers that are part of the Odd Notion program that are draft only. So for the Odd Notion, we really um, are not bounded by any type of um, constraints. We really just go out there on a limb, on a whim, excuse me, and we just produce um, some pretty crazy beers, but uh, the the real the real trick in it is how to create these beers, but make them drinkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, drinkability is everything. And uh, do you guys have a tasting room there at at the brewery? We do. Yeah, we have. We call it the Artifactory, and you can come and we do some beers. Um, we have all of our regular beers. We also have um, our Odd Notion beers as well. But also we do some beers that are um, specific for the Artifactory. And uh, we've been known to do some discontinued beers. We call those flavorful flashbacks. And um, so if, you, if you're in the area, oh, please come on down, try some beer that you might not be able to get anywhere else but here at the brewery. Very cool. I love that when, when you go to a brewery and you find beers that you just can't get anywhere else, you know, you, you know not, not packaged and uh, it's, it's quite a treat. On the Roxy Rolls, um, can you give me some uh, specifics on that? Uh, like, uh, what's the starting gravity? Sure. Uh, Roxy Rolls, in, for specific gravity, comes in at 1060. Mm-hmm. And um, our final gravity that we shoot for is about 1020. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, it, it doesn't attenuate a whole lot. Uh, that must be the English ale yeast that you use for this? 
Uh, our English LE as well as um, we use a, a high percentage of uh, crystal malt. Mm-hmm. There's a, mm-hmm. over 16% crystal malt in that mm-hmm. beer, so uh, it does definitely it does not attenuate out as com- as okay. complete as a, a an IPA, let's say. Right. And how about IBUs on this beer? The IBUs are at 40. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh-huh. we use two different types of hops to to achieve that. Uh, we use Brewer's Gold. And Brewer's Gold is what we use for our first kettle edition, where we get the majority of our bitterness. Mm-hmm. And then we use Simcoe, and that's really what the hop that comes through in that beer. So it gives it that beautiful tropical fruit-like aroma. Mm-hmm. And uh, we use Simcoe both at the half-hour mark as well as in the end in the whirl. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you using pellets or whole hops? Or Yeah, we use, we use pellets here. Um, We've used both in the past, but um, we use pellets just for ease of, of shipping and storage ability, mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, I feel that uh, when I like when I do dry hopping, I, I, I tend to prefer the pellets a little mm-hmm. bit more, um, if, if especially if you're given a, um, a shorter amount of time and you want to achieve a nice hop aroma in a limited uh, amount of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what's what's the size of these additions? Do you do uh, uh, as far as the the thirty minute and the whirlpool? Are you going uh, uh, and, and you know pounds per per barrel or pounds uh, per batch would be fine? No, just uh, everything's done um, according to um, bitterness. And um, for the first edition, we're looking at about twenty IBUs, mm-hmm. and then at the thirty minute mark, we'll we'll get uh, an additional twenty. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, we're not achieving any bitterness uh, during the whirl. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, uh, <clears throat> how about the uh, the the uh, SRM of this beer? Is uh... the SRM comes in at about twenty three to twenty four. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, it's a beautiful red color, and that's why we call it kind of a hoppy amber ale. Mm-hmm. And and the the website says uh, pale crystal malt and Kara Munich. Is That's that, correct. Is yes. that correct? And and yep. what color crystal malt is that? Um, that is a uh, crystal eighty. Mm-hmm. Eighty Lavabon. Mm-hmm. And the Kara Munich is uh, one hundred and twenty. Okay. And uh, would you mind telling me the percentages of the the pale and the Kara Munich? Sure. Um, Pale for for the pale malt that we use, our, our base malt is uh, crisp. It's from England, mm-hmm. and um, that accounts for about eighty five, eighty four to eighty five percent of the mm-hmm. um, of the total grist. Uh, crystal malt, the the um, the, crisp, the pale crystal is at ten, and caramel uh, Munich is at six percent. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, and. Uh what sort of uh, mash uh, profile and temperature do you do you do on your beers? Well, the, the majority of our beers we um, we really like with the type of malts that we use um, and the type of uh, desired result that we're looking for. We like to do a single step infusion mash and mm-hmm. typically do that at about 152 degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, that crisp uh, uh, malt is uh, got a great. Uh, um, overall flavor to it. It gives a real background, uh, kind of biscuity, uh, 
toasty kind of you know subtle English malt profile that uh, yeah, I really absolutely. love. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's how and that's how we we got our start. We we do a lot of uh, primarily primarily we do open fermentation here at the brewery, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a very English way of fermenting beer, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we've done our our we have an English ale um, strain of yeast that we use as our house yeast, and uh, it's over 160 years old. So it does have a lot of these very English characteristics to it. So. Um, the crisp really works well with this beer and the, and the yeast and, and the notes and the esters that are created by the yeast during fermentation. And uh, what sort of uh, esters are you, are, are you trying to achieve with this? Uh, what kind of character are you trying to achieve with this yeast? Well, the yeast gives a really strong fruit notes. Um, mm-hmm. kind of some people say it smells kind of like strawberries. I don't know if I get strawberries, but it's it's pretty close. It's very very fruity, nonetheless, mm-hmm. and uh, it has. Um, we 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 give our beer uh, an extra day for a diacetyl rest, so that mm-hmm. uh, we're reabsorbing a diacetyl that's produced during fermentation. And uh, but overall, it, it with the malt and and the yeast, it does give a, a very strong maltiness to the beer, mm-hmm. and that really helps balance out those forty IBUs in Roxy mm-hmm. rolls. Now, now, what temperature are you fermenting at? Ferment at about 152 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, f- the fermentation. Yeah, 100. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so we'll ferment at 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Yeah, okay. Great. Yeah. Um, and do you guys do anything special with your water out there? Is uh, How would you describe your water? We're very fortunate that our water is fairly neutral, so we don't really have to do too much to it. We'll add some gypsum for some hardness, and mm-hmm. um, for Roxy Rolls, uh, I'm afraid I don't have the, 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 the amount in front of me here, so I can't speak to that. But we'll typically add, uh, yeah, I've got about 10 pounds for... for uh, for a sixty barrel batch, so you guys will have to mm-hmm. do the math on that one. <laughs> oh yeah, no problem. Okay. Are there any other tips that uh, you might have for us in in trying to brew a, a beer as nice as uh, Roxy Rolls? Yeah, I, th- I think you know the one advice piece of advice that I like to give home brewers is to make sure that you're working with a healthy yeast strain and that you're you have the correct pitching rate. Uh, we typically pitch at about a pound per barrel. Uh, our yeast is, we check the viability on our yeast, which is very high. And our yeast is capable of fermenting the beer out completely in two days. So uh, it goes quickly, and we'll give it a third-day diacetyl rest. And mm-hmm. then we'll begin to crash cool the beer to allow for some of that ex- excess yeast to drop out. Mm-hmm. So I think to create a beer like Roxy Rolls, you definitely want to have a, use a nice English ale yeast and um, make sure to keep your, your fermentation temperature up. The, that yeast tends to, uh, if it's any, below 65, it tends to, uh, to, to peter out a little bit and uh, you run the risk of a potential stuck fermentation. So you don't want that. You want to make sure you add enough oxygen at pitching and pitch the right amount. Excellent. Thank you so much, Matt, for, for your help with, uh, 
trying to help us uh, clone this this great beer and uh, look forward to uh, its release in the fall and uh, maybe a visit to uh, Burlington and your tasting room. Great. We'll be here. Where were we? You stole an oak barrel from the mist of Ravenwood and Lord Zinfandel the Avenger is in pursuit. Do you drop the barrel and run? Hells no. We need it for a Flinders Red. I'm going to cast Pediacacus Damnesis on the barrel. Sorry, your ghosts are imprisoned in his winery forever. I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. This sucks! What do we have here? Orville Rodenbach? Buzz off, guy! We got a brew session going. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. (gasps) Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you get a long-lasting foam stand when you think about wheat malt? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the pre-prohibition lager. Perfect for steampunk. And the single hop best bitter. Now on cap in 10 forward. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Hollertower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate chip and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a brewing network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. You know, Put some sugar work. and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Make beer. <laughs> Network. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. We're, we're working on uh, Roxy Rolls from uh, Magic Hat, and uh, Matt was quite helpful. And uh, our challenge today went to uh, Chad. Chad, the producer, is also 
Chad the Brewer, and he uh, he took this challenge on, and we uh, tasted it during the break, and we had uh, quite a bit of discussion about this and what we thought uh, uh, about the uh, the different characteristics of the beers and and uh, clone, not clone, but uh, let's let's get the official uh, take on it here. Uh, why don't we start with uh, Tasty? What's your take on this? Uh, well, um, there's a uh, you know slight difference in color, but nothing uh, nothing uh, worth worrying about. Just a few, maybe just a little a few SRM, maybe just a slight difference in you, uh, but, but but nothing really major. Uh, I noticed uh, quite a bit of a difference in the, in the hop impact. I'd call it not so much the the hoppiness, it's just that the, uh, the the one that we've got marked here as the square uh, just seems to be. Quite a bit hoppier than the uh, than the one that uh, we've got marked with the uh, circle, and um, don't know. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, I just uh, can't get past that. It's uh, I think the uh, hoppiness is hiding some of the uh, some of, uh, some of the uh, the malt character. They're really getting out nicely of the one that's not as hoppy, which I'm not sure which is which. Boy, it's really close. So, clo- you, you I mean, call it cloned or not cloned? Well, the beer is in there. I just, I'm, I'm going to have to say not cloned because I would change the hops to make okay. what I'm, you know, assuming here is the is the homebrew uh, hop here. Justin, I got to disagree with Tasty on this one, and especially in our discussion, you guys were talking about this hop difference, but I just don't pick it up. I'm not picking up that big hop difference. I'll tell you, there's one thing about both of this be- these beers that sticks out, and I'm having a hard time getting past to to find differences, and that's that weird coffee flavor that's coming out of them to me. And I'm, I'm sure is yeah. that the yeast? I yeah. thought it was a malt based thing, but it's got this just weird, like a very light, co- like like a decaffeinated coffee, like a bad cup of coffee. Like it's just yeah. got a flavor in both. So anyhow, I'm having difficulty getting past that to find other differences. I'm not picking up a big hop difference. There is that little hue color in the SR, but I don't know. I'm not going to call that. I say cloned. I really think it's so close by our standard that says would I change the recipe? I don't think so. And uh, the other one is you know if you if you gave this to me and said it's Rocky Ro- Roxy Rolls, would I argue with you? And I wouldn't. I'd say, okay. So I say cloned. And f- uh, for me, you know, the, the, the difference, I, I, I know the difference that, that Tasty's talking about. And the, the, the bittering in the commercial example seems a little, a little sharper in a way. And I wonder if that's not a gypsum addition, maybe. Maybe a little more gypsum would would get us there, but um, you know I I wouldn't really change anything because I I think a lot happens to a beer when you know you you bottle it you ship it across the country and you know you store it for a while and, you, and I think you know maybe what we're dealing with is really just a you know a freshness you know one that was brewed just recently and one that was brewed for a while and stored in bottles. And shipped around the country during the you know the the height of summer. Yeah. Uh, you know that may explain the, the the slight difference. I think it's it's so close, and the more I I taste them side by side, you know I go back and forth, and you know that initial 
kind of bite on the commercial example. Really, the the hopping level's the same. If you go back and forth, you know, and ignore that initial kind of uh, thing there. So I I, I got to go with cloned. I I, I, um, I wouldn't change the recipe. I would. Uh, yeah, I think I think you you give me uh, the clone brew, and I'd say, yeah, oh yeah, that's Roxy Rolls. Mm-hmm. And we were, you know having trouble figuring out you know which one was the commercial example anyways yeah <laughs> you know we were like oh well, exactly uh, yeah. <laughs> no, what do you think chad well uh, you know what just talking about it discussing it during the break i i think we're a little too set on maybe the numbers and everything um this the description as far as the flavors and mm-hmm. what you're smelling the aroma mm-hmm. i think you kind of nailed it i think we kind of captured that just mm-hmm. from a description point, mm-hmm. um, and I, I feel it's cloned. You know, yeah, just that, listening to the show and listening to the way he described the strawberries, it. the you know the firm bitterness. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the IBUs are a little more in the commercial uh, or the other sample. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, if it is, maybe a couple of IBUs. Not much. You know, maybe you know, not even five, and it's just um, again. I think with time, you know, these two will be you know closer. I don't know. Sounds you know, like we, that we was find a that all the time. I, I think it's a good recipe. I gotta call it. I gotta call it clone. So I guess the consensus then, uh, not that it's a democracy, but uh, is to give the finger to taste it. You taste it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I get tasty. Uh, Were you guys one night? Well, actually, I, know, I, mean, just, <laughs> right. I haven't got any flavors where I had the recipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. All right. Good job, so, Chad. Uh, how, how did you uh, how did you brew this? What's what's the the recipe and sure. uh, any tips you have? Yeah, what's so this thing. This is for a six gallon batch, and uh, everything's done in pro mash here. So um, started off with uh, two row, and I'll give it to you in pounds and uh, kilograms here. So uh, Marisotter, you know, English two row, eleven point seven pounds or five point three uh, kilograms. One point three nine pounds of Crystal eighty or point six three kilograms. And uh, 0.84 pounds of Karamunic, or 0.38 kilograms. Uh, then for hops, uh, we tried to get the Brewer's Gold. Uh, they did not have it in stock, so we went with Northern Brewer at 8.5 alpha. And uh, that came in at 21.6 IBUs at 60 minutes. And the addition was 0.65 ounces, or 18.4 grams. And then Simcoe for 30 minutes, uh, 0.85 ounces, or 24 grams. And the alpha on that was 11.9. And 0.85 ounces of Simcoe at zero minutes, or 24 grams. And that, again, is 11.9 alpha. So total recipe came in at 1060, or 14.8 Play-Doh. Uh, this is a 70% efficiency. Uh, calculated 19.7 SRM. And around calculated, uh, we calculated the hops to be 41.7. And this was a 60-minute boil. Um, you know, I, I think I really wouldn't change too much, um, except for the gypsum, like you had mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was a little unclear, as uh, you know, Matt had stated, as to what they put in, you know, their barrelage. Um, but no, I thought it finished uh, right at the gravity it should have. I thought we got the, you know, the yeast was, was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it tastes great. Wouldn't change much in the process or the recipe at all. And did you cover the yeast in fermentation term? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, that was uh, 002, English uh, White Labs, mm-hmm. and that was at 68 degrees mm-hmm. and uh, a de-rest for a day. Mm-hmm. And um, that was pretty much it as far as fermentation. 
Okay. And what was the mash temp? Oh, good point. Let's see. Mash was 152. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think, um, boy, I, and I think maybe you know, there's a little bit more dryness in the uh, in the commercial example, maybe. And again, I think, you know, that tends to happen over time in a beer, you know, that last little bit. But, uh, hmm, yeah, it's good. I, I like it. I think uh, I think it's a, a good job. I think it's cloned. I think uh, what we should do now is take a break. And when we come back, we'll uh, entertain some questions and uh, chat a little bit more about uh, Roxy Rolls. Back after this. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah, uh, mother... F- White Labs. It's all in the vial. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty Christmas you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. In the past year, the Brewing Network has been able to add two new shows, expand our studio capabilities and quality, and bring more beer information home to you than ever before. 
In no small part, this is due to subscribers like you. Thank you from all of us at the Brewing Network. Without your monthly support of any denomination, we could not bring you the very best in live beer radio like Can You Brew It? Brew Strong and the Sunday Session. Haven't signed up yet? Join your fellow brewers in the BN Army. Sign up today at thebrewingnetwork.com for a recurring donation as little as $2 a month. Besides all the great live radio you'll support, every subscriber is automatically entered in monthly raffles for amazing brew gear like a conical fermenter, a temperature control system, or your own draft setup. Become a part of the BN Army today. Hilo, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. And now, suck it, Tasty. You know, I realize this, you know, I'm sitting in JPC here. So I want to put the headphones on initially. They're really huge. That guy's got a giant melon on him. You know? Oh, I like it. Like it's that. not the brains, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, but I like ratcheting these headphones up, ratcheting <laughs> them up, ratcheting them up. I mean, you know, so it's not like wrapping around my head entirely. Get it up in my ears. I just thought that was very interesting. <laughs> I can tell when. <laughs> Giant-headed brewcasters. <laughs> yes. Giant melons. Giant melons in the studio. Well, and uh, I think the interesting thing that we keep coming back to here on this beer is is water. And we, we talk about kind of uh, the consideration as to, uh, you know, what what would we tweak? And it's like, well, you know, is it is it really IBUs or is it really, you know, maybe water-based? And, uh, you know, what is the, the type of things that, uh, you know, might be interesting for people is the type of things we look at when we're trying to clone a beer as far as the water goes. I mean, we always ask people about their water, and they're like, well, it's, you know, this, that, the other thing. And, you know, we add some gypsum. And almost always, almost always it's, it's like, saying. oh, we add some gypsum. So almost every, every <laughs> yeah, we throw in some gypsom. Nobody says Epsom salts or anything else. Right, right. They just say gypsum. Yeah, I think, yeah, we, did we come across one already that says they build their water from scratch type of thing? Yeah. We, we, I think we did somewhere, didn't yeah. we? I can't remember what it is. You know, Got to go back to the archives. Or maybe it hasn't even aired yet. You know, it takes some, some doing to get these shows out because we have to... Uh, do the interviews. And, yeah, there's you know. a bit of a disconnect there. Yeah. Right. So, uh, do the brewing. These shows take months to uh, complete. <laughs> and minutes to belch. And minutes to belch. And minutes to ruin with belching. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, so... Uh, you know what? What? What do we? You know what do you try and do, Tasty? When you're trying to emulate a certain beer and the water, you make your water from scratch, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Basically, take RO water and add a you know a, a moderate amount of minerals to it. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing major, just to get it. I would say you know in the some sort of like Scott minerals, but not an excessive amount of minerals, kind of kind of place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I tasted the water after I've added the minerals, and it doesn't taste, you know. You know, strong of anything, it tastes pretty. It still tastes pretty neutral. So, um, you know, as far as like I, you know, like even it's, it's to me, it's more important to know what's in there rather than even how you know uh, how it works, just so I can know that I don't have an excessive amount of uh, mm-hmm. of calcium in there, right? And and I have enough at the same time. So, 
Well, and what have you been doing, Chad? Because you, you've got a fairly soft water here as it is. Just gypsum, for the most part. Uh-huh. Yep. And the and for me, I I've got a, a moderate uh, water up there with a fair amount of dissolved solids, and uh, I tend to either not add anything or maybe I add gypsum as well. Are you guys for each of these clones? I know you always ask the brewers if they do anything mm-hmm. to their water. Um, other than that, are you always checking out their local water profile to design your recipe at the end of it? Um, I'd like to say I do. <laughs> But, you know, I just assume, unless they say something unusual, I just say, oh, yeah, it must be some average water. Yeah. And I just kind of go from there and say, well, I got average water. So be honest with me, is that just you being a little lazy, or is that probably pretty safe for anybody trying to clone a beer to do? I think unless you have really, you know, weird water, you got super hard, nasty water, you got, you know, super soft water, I think it's pretty safe to, to okay. just assume, yeah. you know, uh, whatever the brewer says and just kind of go with that. Okay. So if yeah. your, ma- your water's close in general to what they're saying, then just go with what they say. And if it's uh, your water's some extreme other than what they're saying, then... You ought to start thinking about trying to adjust somehow. Yeah. If you got like really, uh, you know, uh, 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 hardest rocks water, you might want to, you know, cut it fifty percent with uh, distilled or RO or something like that, and then okay, now you got average water. Okay. And kind of go from there. Yeah, as long as it tastes good and it's average, I think you're going to be fine. You, uh, yeah. You know, the yeast needs certain nutrients, and so you want to make sure those are in there. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, the water has some effect on the beer, but as long as it's neutral. And it's clean tasting, and it's got minerals in it. I think it's going to be fine. Right. And then the gypsum additions. Yeah. You know. As long as you don't overdo it. Sometimes you, if you put too much in there, you're going to get a another effect altogether. Mm-hmm. Are you all using yeast nutrients every time, both in your starter and then again in, like, say, at the end of the boil, so that there's more nutrients there for ferment? Or do you just count on your water and the malt having enough nutrients? Yeah, I think there's enough in, the, in there. Yeah. Maybe I could use some zinc or something, but I do... I use it in the starter, so and I pitch the whole starter, so mm-hmm. it's uh, it gets in there if there's any. Because Chad and I both do it in the starter, and then again in the end boil. of the boil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I put an appropriate amount in my starter. I don't overdo it in the starter. Mm-hmm. So you know, like one servomyces capsule would go for five gallons of wort. Well, I use it for five gallons of starter, mm-hmm. so it gets divided oh. up. Yeah. Uh, when I do my canning of my starter, and then um, uh, in the in the batch, I, I do more nutrients at the at the end of the boil. And uh, like Tasty's saying, some zinc is important. Uh, you know, you don't want to be lacking calcium or magnesium or any of those things. Um, so all those are critical components as well. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, you know the nutrients play a big role in. You know, getting the right kind of yeast growth and the uh, esters that you're going to get um, at the end of growth. If if the yeast cell walls, um, you know, you, you really want to maintain cell health, and, you know, through the end of um, replication, and you, know, you really don't want to stress the yeast out. So the proper nutrients really make a big can can affect uh, what kind of compounds the yeast, uh, you know, leak out into the beer. And whether they recover them or not, and convert them, and so that can make a, a big difference on flavor. So uh, that, that you know, 
nutrients, oxygen, pitching rate, temperature, all that stuff determines the flavor of the beer, the final fermentation flavor of the beer. And the funny thing is, I think, uh, you know, in this and the the example that uh, Chad brewed versus the commercial example was, you know, he talked about kind of the, the light fruitiness and, you know, he said he mentioned strawberry and, you know, some of these things that he mentioned about the beer. I picked up in your sample, and I didn't really pick up in the commercial example. And I wonder if that's just something that, you know, has faded through, you know, time and shipping. And, you know, we get these beers, you know, a while before, so and not really a, a, a fault of the brewery. But um, I wonder if that, you know, is, is part of that uh, freshness equation as well. So. Yeah, well, I mean, the beer was shipped, you know, across the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, not from the brewery directly. So, uh, right. So I went to a store first. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, as long as it's been on the shelf there. I mean, so. yeah. You know, so I, I noticed that the malt seems to have dropped out of the commercial example. Probably just leaving, and probably the flavor hops have sort of dropped out as well. So what I'm calling, you know, it's hoppier, and probably you know just interpreting the bittering only hops is kind of mm-hmm. like dominating when. If the malt was still there, it might right, be more right. in balance, and yeah. I would move over to to the dark side with you guys. <laughs> Somebody calls you Darth Vader, don't they? They call you all kinds of nasty names. <laughs> yeah. I should tell you them all, but yeah, the evil lord, yeah, uh, the evil uh, yeah, Kevin Pratt, yeah, he was. Called oh, was that Darth Vader. He yeah. does call you the evil lord. <laughs> well, you know, as long as he's calling me Get lord, the out. <laughs> it's fine, right? That doesn't really That's matter, right. does yeah. it? Yeah. All right, another another fine brew cloned and. uh if you uh, enjoy the show, make sure you check out our sponsor, northernbrewer.com. And uh, if you get a chance, go buy the uh, the Brewing Network store, uh, www.thebrewingnetwork.com. We've got glasses, we've got shirts, we got uh, uh, magazine subscriptions, we got uh, uh, books, signed books, uh, lots of great stuff uh, that you can pick up. And uh, the proceeds go to supporting the Brewing Network, keeping uh, programs like this on the air. And uh, making sure uh, you get the, the great brewing information that you need to uh, keep uh, brewing strong. Anything to add, Tasty? Uh, well, brew it often and brew it tasty. And drink. And drink it. 